0: Let's open our Bibles tonight to Psalm 34 and the 19th verse. Psalm 34 and the 19th verse.
1: Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Amen. One more scripture tonight, Matthew 17, 14 to 19. But when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic. And suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast him out? Jesus said. So Jesus said to him. Because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you. If you have faith as a mustard seed. You will say to this mountain. Move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However this kind does not go out. Except by prayer and fasting. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord
0: many are the afflictions of the righteous but god delivers him from all how many of you believe that tonight how many of you thank the lord for that word hallelujah many are the afflictions of the righteous another qualification that if you are righteous is that afflictions can come over your life but the comfort and the consolation of the righteous, even though afflictions come, God will deliver us from all. Tonight we are looking at the scripture, or we can title the scripture, Deliverance from Your Afflictions. Tonight by the time that you leave this place, you have to be rest assured that there is freedom and deliverance from every afflictions that you are going through in your life. Whether it is spiritual, whether it is soulish, or whether it is physical, or whether it is bodily, whatever form of afflictions, tonight God can deliver it from all. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There are different types of afflictions the Bible speaks. Let's look at a few of them tonight. Mark chapter 4 and the 17th verse. It is said that many the afflictions, plural. So there are so many afflictions that a Christian goes through in his life. So let's look at a few of them tonight. I can't if the word uh, time permit, we'll look through all of them, but let's see a few of them. First one, Mark chapter 4 and the 17th verse.
1: And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, Immediately they stumble.
0: Amen. This is speaking about from the parable of the sower. And the first affliction that you go through is the affliction for God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. The affliction for God's word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And the 16th verse and 17th verse once again.
1: These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And when they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Amen.
0: So two things we have to understand. The first type of affliction is the affliction for God's word. What is the affliction sent for? There is a purpose and the reason why it is sent. It is to test your roots. It is to attack your roots. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Every person... Receive the word of god every person the same seed of god's word is sown not different there is no favoritism when god spreads his seed there's not a good seed for somebody and a bad seed it's the same god sowing the same seed to every person's life and here is a group of people when they receive the word it endureth For a time, they receive it with gladness. They say, Amen to it. They are ready to receive it. But when persecution or affliction come for word's sake, because there is no roots, they immediately stumble. In other words, every time that you receive the word of God with gladness, after a time, you will be tested in those areas of your life. We know these things. There will be people. There will be situations. Come and test this word. It is is to see whether you have roots. When you read 1 Thessalonians 1.6, the Thessalonians had something that we need to have. The Bible says that they received the word in much affliction. In other words, even when affliction come, they did not stumble. They kept on receiving the word. Why the Bible says that you stumble is when affliction comes, we stop receiving the word. We stop listening to the word. People who have roots, even when affliction comes, they keep on receiving the word. They keep on sitting at the feet of God. My Ma Mary had roots. She kept sitting at the feet of God. She was not upset with what was around her. Her focus was because she was rooted she had roots hallelujah this affliction is to test your roots it attack your roots but if you are like the if you have strong roots you will continue in what you have received you will continue in your faith you will continue in your testimony you will continue believe that Jesus Christ is the healer he's a deliverer he can set me free you continue your story doesn't stop there your faith doesn't stop there your conversation does not change you still believe if God has put a seed then there is a harvest Because the seed is unseen. Praise the Lord. If you have to bring it to manifestation, to the results, you have to go through this affliction. Affliction. Results precedes affliction. Amen. Hallelujah. After affliction, there is results. So every person, the seed goes through a time man it is not coming out it is it is still unseen nobody can see it what's happening inside hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord the seed is unseen seed is always unseen everything that is going to happen after tonight everything that has happened going to happen after you receive the word it's all determined how you are taking care of the seed the kingdom of god is like what you're doing with the seed of god's word that you're receiving that's why so suddenly somebody coming out ministering for the lord somebody's somebody bringing a lot of people to jesus it's all because of what was happening when they received a seed Somebody is anointed Somebody is suddenly gifted And somebody is coming out of nowhere And ministering What is happening with the seed? You will not see what they are going through You will not When we don't see the test And the tribulation sometimes And the sufferings they go through But They were silent In in, in their faith Hallelujah that's why they were able to be public in their faith. Natural becomes supernatural. That which is sown becomes fruitful. That which is heard is appraised. There is an appraisal that is coming out. What he heard, hallelujah, suddenly there is an appraisal in his life. This promotion. Because when every person was sitting quiet. There were root that was rooting that was happening. Nobody saw it but something deep underneath that's what's happening. Why the roots came? Because roots come when there is water. Root doesn't come for out of nothing. Root comes because there is water. Water speaks about the Holy Spirit. When you understand the word in the Holy Spirit when you read Uh, luke 8 and uh, matthew 13 and mark 4 all these things together the bible says immediately when the seed of god's word comes you need to understand it so it speaks about watering it the water of the spirit when you understand the word in the water in the holy spirit when that word goes into the water allow the holy spirit to 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 be over that seed And as you understand the purpose, God is sending that word. You, you are allowing the spirit of God to to, 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 to have that wetness over that word. Slowly, it is, a, it is allowing the roots to form. Dry seeds will not germinate. Anything that is dry will not germinate, will not sprout. Only when you receive it in the water of the spirit, it will germinate. If there has to be roots, it has to be received in the correct temperature. There needs to be a certain amount of warmth. The correct temperature, that's why you come to the church and worship. Worship gives the seed correct temperature for it to sprout praise oh. hallelujah It needs to have a correct temperature fasting and prayer gives that seed a correct temperature that's why we're going to fast and pray next week why everything that we are received needs to be given a correct temperature more than anything else it has to be received in good soil if it has to have roots it has to be received in a good heart Hallelujah It is said that What you do with that seed In the first three to seven days Determines what the seed will do later First three to seven days Where you are protected Under the water of the spirit Protected under the temperature of worship And personal worship and corporate worship Protected by having a good heart Amen. No affliction can attack the roots. When the affliction comes for a word that you have received, you will not stumble, you will not get offended, you will not immediately go, you will move forward with the word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the first affliction, many are the afflictions of the righteous, the first affliction that is sent against a child of God it's the affliction against the word that he receives. That's why if some people receive the word, there's not irritation that comes out. Peace, that great peace that those who love the word. When you're irritated, you're not really receiving it with the good heart. Because questioning comes, complaining comes. somewhere that's why worship is important some people come to receive the word but they don't know worship no correct temperature so when some corrections come wow they get upset you can see that in our face no worship there's no correct temperature hallelujah is it making any sense tonight the first thing that the devil tries to do is to attack your roots. And what you should do is what roots, protect the roots. Allow the roots to come out and protect it. Amen. Hallelujah. Number two, the second affliction that comes upon a child of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the 17th verse. For our
1: light affliction, which is but for a moment Is working for us A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory
0: For a light affliction Second kind of Affliction that comes is Light affliction And momentary affliction Light and momentary affliction What is that kind of affliction Why does that affliction comes It's light It's passing by. It's momentary. It's something that comes daily in your life. Every person goes through it. Have you gone through this? When you get up in the morning, you feel moody and discouraged. It's a light. It's not going to stay there. It's passing. Don't allow it to stay. It's light. It's momentary. When you come to go up to church, suddenly a headache. It's a light, it's a momentary. When you go to your office, your appraisal has not come up. It's light, it's momentary. Don't make a mountain. When you come together to church, you say something to your wife, she gets upset. It's light, it's momentary, don't make it big Otherwise The light and momentary becomes a big problem It's light It's momentary Or when you come to minister the word You have a bad report, your child is sick It's light, it's momentary, it will not stay Or when you come to church It's a traffic block It's light, it's momentary It's always daily there. It's daily coming. For what? Where does it attack? It attacks our confession. It is to attack our confession. Because 2 Corinthians 4.13, Paul says, before he wrote this, he said, since we have the same spirit of faith, we believe, we speak. We need to speak over these afflictions for it to pass away. If you speak negatively over it, it will stay there. And it takes root there. And it takes a big issue there. We have to speak forth. Look at Isaiah 41, 15. 17th verse. Isaiah 41 and the 17th verse.
1: When the poor and needy seek water, when there is none, when their tongues fail for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. The
0: tongue faileth. The tongue faileth. A thirsty tongue is a tongue that doesn't have the power to release a confession. The tongue is so dry, it faileth. So, one of the versions says that dry tongue. My tongue is so dry Have you noticed You want to confess There's nothing coming out There's no faith It attacks your confession Amen You can either Ask the Lord Lord I'm needy Lord I'm needy I need to I need a fresh touch I need a fresh word. Hallelujah! Or you can complain in unbelief. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why you need to trust in the grace. In our know, ministry, in the Kottayam church, I was telling something which God gave me. Bible says, "Here is Nathaniel." Whom there is no guile. Have you ever tried to have no guile and still had a little bit of guile? David says, He delivered me from all my fears. How many of you came out of all your fear, still there was a little fear? In Ephesians chapter 5, the Bible says, Church. Without spot or without blemish. How much ever the church is cleansed through the word, you still see a little spot and a little blemish. 1 John 1 9 says, if you confess your sins to the Lord, He is just and faithful, forgive all your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Everybody who has come under the blood still sees there is area in your life a little unrighteous. Why? Why? The Lord says, you can. That's why 1 Corinthians 15, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Under the grace, there is no fear. When you look through everything under god's grace there is no spot there is no blemish when you sit and stand under the grace hallelujah you are so clean you are so un- unrighteous hallelujah when you are under the grace you know that there is no fear that can take over my life tonight hallelujah So every time when you go through the momentary afflictions of your life, hallelujah, speak forth grace. Speak forth grace, grace to the mountain. Hallelujah, glory to God. If you don't speak grace, it remains as a mountain. Hallelujah, if you speak grace, it's just a momentary affliction. I'm telling you how to come out of it. Amen. Paul went through a storm. He said, if you don't want to eat or drink, Don't do it. I tell you eat and drink. Fasting is enough. (laughs) Ten days you fasted. It's enough. Why? Because I know. Whose I am. And the angel of God. Who I stand. Who I serve before. Has come and told me. That the storm will not destroy you. And I believe. Just as it is told to me. See his confession the storm became a momentary affliction hallelujah isn't it amazing but we say are you are you is it cancer is it wind is it my end Jesus looked at that storm and said, Be calm here. Be calm. Momentary. Look at what he's confessing. Momentary. Come, go. Come, go. Hallelujah. So, the second attack that comes against it is light and momentary affliction. It comes to attack your confession. How to come out of it? Release grace. Amen. Release grace. Number three. The third kind of affliction that a believer goes through. John 16 and the 33rd. John 16 and
1: the 33rd. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In this world... You will have affliction or tribulation. Same word.
0: You will have affliction, but take heart. I've overcome it. Third kind of affliction that you go through is called the believer's affliction. Jesus is telling all believers in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. It is to attack your confidence. In this world, you will have many tribulations. Why? The world will never accept you. Never try to get a good report from the world. You will never get it. They'll always attack you with question marks. The world always asks you to go through a different direction. Go to Mark 4.19. What is the direction the world will show you? What is the direction the world will show you? Mark 4,
1: 19. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in, choke the world and it becomes unfruitful.
0: Amen. The amplifies this. Then the cares and the anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age and the pleasure and delight and the false glamour And the deceitfulness of riches and the craving and the passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the world and it becomes fruitless. So the world will always, if you say I'm a man of God, they don't have uh, respect for that. I'm an anointed servant of God. They won't. I mean, uh, say okay to it. In this world, there are many tribulations. But if you have made a lot of money, you'll say, Oh, wow. Don't be distracted with it. Don't be distracted by the glamour. Don't be false glamour. It's a false riches, deceitful. You are distracted to go and to make money and, and and to craving and passionate for other things, going after things. But the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things, I will give it to you. You don't have to go after it. The world will give you a different direction. Because the world will not accept you. It will always say, what have you done with this life? What have you done serving the Lord? What have you done? It will always attack your confidence. They don't know that there is an eternal reward. They don't know there is an eternal life. What have you done? God will answer if you stay faithful. God will answer if you keep the word in your heart. An affliction against the confidence, when you step out for God, attack your confidence. But here is what I like. Two things the world is after you. It is... The God's peace and God's joy in your life two things the world is that wants to attack you if you don't have godly peace and godly joy there is no confidence the greatest asset of a Christian is the peace and the joy and the righteousness amen peace that I give is not like the world gives praise the Lord it's the greatest asset How many people are staying in peace and joy? Do you know that? They're peaceless or joyless in some area of their lives. But before, I know the Lord always says before something. Before 33, he says verse 22 and 23 in John 16. Before 33.
1: therefore you now have sorrow but i will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and your joy, no one will take away from you and in that day you will ask me nothing most assuredly i say to you whatever you ask the father in my name he will give you
0: amen so before he says that trouble comes he's saying there's nothing to worry first be joyful if you are a believer, be joyful. Whatever you ask in my name, I will give it to you. Amen. But before the Lord said that, before trouble, He said, you have a joy, whatever you ask, I will give it to you. Amen. You want to keep your conference? what should you do? Always keep the Lord before. See a God before. David said, I've set the Lord before me. He's at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. The Lord said, I will go before you and make the crooked way. Before the trouble comes, I will be there. Come on. You always see a God before. Before your interview, before your ministry. I'm not standing here to see what God will after God will do. I have seen what he will do before I came here. I'm not here to hallelujah enjoy a sort of preaching. I've done preaching for the last three days continuously. So I'm not here to give you another session of preaching. I've seen what the Lord will do before. I'm not concerned about who comes and who knows. I have seen the Lord doing something before. That's why you pray before you come here because you want to see what the Lord will do before you will see a demonic standing here Hallelujah! that's why no intimidation no hardness no devil no stubbornness can attack my heart and my speech because I know the Lord who has gone before The Lord, when he was in the wilderness, he was given five loaves and two fish and he asked Philip what God will do with it. What, what, what will happen with it? How will we feed the hungry? But then he said, he already knew it before what he is going to do. Praise the Lord. In John 6, before he came to the Lazarus, he says, let us go and raise him up again. He knew it before that it's okay, Lazarus, Lazarus get get it dead, be in the cave, being in the darkness, full of stench, for he knew before what he was going to do. Tonight I want to tell you, my brother, I want to sister, don't worry, hallelujah, there is a God who goes before you and make the crooked way straight, hallelujah. He has gone before the trouble, he has gone before the problem, he has gone before the church, he has gone before the ministry, he is here, hallelujah, before. Before Peter denied, he said, I prayed for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Before Peter denied, he said, I prayed for you. That you will rise up again and strengthen the brethren. Before the lack was seen in the house of Cana, Jesus was there. He's the God who goes before. That's why he said, I will give you that joy that no man can have it. This is something which no man, no man will go before you. Come on church, hallelujah. I will give you a joy, no man will give it to you. This is a joy, no man can give it to you. He's a God who goes before. That's why you have to depend on the Holy Spirit and people. He's your confidence. He's your joy. He's your peace giver. Other day the Lord told me, pinpoint your finger on the word that you're believing in. On the promise, I will give it to you. Pinpoint it. That's exactly what Jesus, whatever you ask in my name, Father will give it to you. Third kind of affliction that you go through It's the believers every believer goes through it isn't it amazing so many believers come here without any confidence why? church is a place of confidence why so many people come here discouraged you have to pep them up three jokes three scripture person who has got confidence all that you have to see is God so loved the world that he sent his only son whoever believeth in that Jesus shall never perish and have eternal life if the believer who has got confidence this one scripture is enough to make him run with the gospel of Jesus Christ number four Fourth kind of affliction Acts chapter 14 And the 22nd verse Many other afflictions Of the righteous What is the fourth type Of affliction Acts 14 22.
1: 22 Strengthening the souls Of the disciples Exhorting them To continue in the faith And saying We must go through Many tribulations To enter the kingdom of God
0: ah, Believers is over It comes Disciples affliction or tribulation what does that come from to attack your focus you don't want to continue he says so that they will continue in faith we heard about that last week they'll continue in faith haven't you noticed when you start praying when you say lord i'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to pray before you can continue you don't understand something happens it stops We choose to read the word. We just Matthew first day full gojosh, ten chapters. Then the next 31 days, one chapter. What, What? Couldn't continue. Because we don't understand there is a spiritual force behind to every good thing to discourage you. There is a spiritual battle behind reading God's word. There is a spiritual battle behind praying. There is a spiritual battle behind ministry to discourage your focus. The Bible says Jesus was fasting and praying. The Bible says there were wild animals. The Bible scholars believe it was not wild animals. It was wild passions. Animal instincts, animal passions that were climbing to distract him. But here is what it is. Every time you sit in prayer, the devil tries to distract you. You have victory over it. What God shows you, your victory. The past thoughts, the past sins, the condemnation, the images of some uh, unclean thing that you had seen in the past, it's all coming into your mind when you sit in prayer. And you say, Oh, not now. That's exactly. They want to continue. What do you do do when you come to areas like that? Verse 22 and 23. Hallelujah.
1: Strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. That's the time
0: you need a Paul. You need some encouraging elders. You need to be around the right people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You should not go with the discouraged thought to the wrong people. They encouraged. Hey, nothing to worry. God is there. Hallelujah. A Friday meeting is like that To continue That's why a Friday meeting That's why the last 2-3 weeks I'm giving you just simple teachings Because God wants you to encourage you And say continue, continue He's there Hallelujah Every disciple Goes through it to attack your focus Number 5 The lack of time Philippians 1:29 Philippians
1: 1:29 The fifth type of affliction for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for his sake The
0: fifth type of affliction that you go through is Christian suffering That is to attack your longevity That is to attack your longevity he wants you to quit before your time. Paul is saying, let's believe, he even suffer for his sake. Two things you need to understand about Christian suffering. Number one,
1: Matthew chapter 5 and the 12th verse. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
0: Amen. Great is your reward when you are persecuted. You want great reward? You will go through great persecution. In Acts of the Apostles, together with great grace, were great persecutions. So don't think that I'm not going to have any persecution. No. Persecution is a part of the Christian walk. It's an affliction sometimes. Just to make you quit second thing about the uh, suffering 1 Peter chapter 4 12 to 16 Just simple words tonight
1: just to root you in God's word beloved do not think it's strange concerning the fury trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering that when his glory is revealed You may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. Amen. On your part, Jesus is glorified. When you suffer for
0: God's sake, when you suffer as a Christian, on your part, Christ is glorified. The glory of god the anointing is resting on you you have given a heavenly promotion praise the lord hallelujah amen and significance come when you stand for something not when you move keep moving from one place to another from one thought to another when you stand as a church for something when you stand together for christian suffering i don't have time but When you read hebrews chapter 10 speaks about verse 11 onwards if you see it says how he recalled the former days where we stood together personally and cooperatively when people blasphemed us we stood together we have to stand together amidst persecutions amen that's why you know sometimes you go through small small troubles between each other it's actually god is allowing it because if you can't keep yourself together in small things how you're going to handle when big issues happens amen there's a god behind all these things hallelujah there's an amazing scripture in proverbs 14:4 4. proverbs 14:4
1: Where no oxen are, the trough trough is clean. But much increase comes by the strength of an ox. No oxen, the crib is clean.
0: The crib is not clean. There is sound of the ox, there is the smell, praise God. There is the dung, there is the sound of ploughing. It all shows that there is some kind of spiritual activity and progress that is happening. Praise the Lord hallelujah as long as there is no mess no problem nothing to worry there is absolutely no progress but there is some sound some mess some problems some spiritual warfare some battle there is some kind of sound that is happening hallelujah don't worry there is some kind of progress is happening in your hallelujah praise god in your life amen has to happen if you want to see your family safe some sound has to happen you don't want them to be burning in the hell of fire when jesus comes back some sound some misunderstanding some stance some persecutions some sacrifices oh it has to happen Christian suffering. That's where Romans 8 35 to 36, Paul said, What shall separate us? What to do when you go through Christian suffering? Walk in the love of God. What shall separate me from the love of Christ? Tribulation, persecution, famine, distress, nakedness. What? For thy sake, we are killed all along, like sheep to be slaughtered. When you go through Christian suffering, don't get upset. Don't be like Elijah. Go alone and sit on a juniper tree. Come to church. Be together. Hallelujah. God, ask for a fresh anointing. Ask the Lord for God's love to fill your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because anybody who experiences God's love will never quit. Praise the Lord. Anybody who has experienced God's love will never quit. sixth kind of affliction that a Christian goes through. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and the third verse.
1: You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You as a good soldier's affliction.
0: Soldier's endurance. Soldier's hardness. Endure hardness. Or some Bible says endure affliction a good soldier a soldier is afflicted to attack his mission we are in a mission together with all our churches to launch into nations to be precisely 102 nations we are on a mission together amen first you have to understand i'm a part of it hallelujah then we have to understand okay that's the mission now we have a vision over the city, vision for the church through godly worship and through anointed word to break the strongholds of the enemy and to raise up a new generation who will stand up for the gospel to cleanse the city to cleanse the lives to raise up Joshua's and Caleb's in our generation. So vision. What are you doing with it, your life? Vision is not to make a, to become a millionaire. What do you do with a million? Okay, go buy a new car, buy a, go for a good holiday. but after that, what will you do with it? Do you expand the kingdom of God? A soldier feeds the country's burden it's emotional pressure it's financial pressure a soldier needs to be selfless serving the lord he has to forget about his own infirmities and to that's affliction that's a soldier's affliction he has to forget his own problems and stand for the country He needs to be selfless What we should do We should surrender our lives For a sacrificial life For the gospel It says sacrificial As a soldier There are sacrifices that we need to make Hallelujah Amen 6-7 type of affliction 2 Corinthians chapter 12
1: And the ninth verse and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses therefore most gladly i will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me amen
0: blessed be the name of the lord
1: hallelujah
0: hallelujah the seventh kind is an affliction in the ministry when you start ministry you go through these weak moments of your life. Troubled times. It is to attack your prayer life. It is to attack your prayer life. The thorn in the flesh. Smith Wigglesworth would go through appendix pain and he has made a decision. I don't want anybody, if God has not said, we'll never make a decision. But he has made a decision before the law that he will never allow a knife to touch his body so he never did an operation when he preaches and minister healings for millions raising up the dead he would go through this pain and the blood would come out a thorn in the flesh but that didn't stop him he continued to pray he continued to minister he continued to minister healings and miracles When he in himself had a problem with his heart all these years when he would pray for the healing. Can you imagine? You are preaching something and you are going through the same thing. You are tested in that same area. But he said he did not stop praying. He prayed once. He prayed twice. He prayed thrice till he heard from the Lord. My grace is sufficient for me. Hallelujah. He stopped. He did not quit on prayer. He kept on praying. To attack your prayer life, the affliction. Amen. Number eight, it's an affliction that you don't want. Everybody says, the affliction I don't want. <laughs> should never have this affliction. The rest of the afflictions are good. But this affliction should never have. 1 Samuel 16 and the 14th verse. 18 and the 10th verse. 19 and the 9th verse. All the same scripture. 1 Samuel 16, the 14th, 18, the 10th, 19, the 9th. 9. Lord lot of
1: scriptures tonight. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Amen. 18:10. Distressing it spirit. It yeah. happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul. Ah. And he prophesied inside the house. Amen. Ah, Nineteen nine. 9. Now the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing music with his hand. This is an affliction that comes because of disobedience.
0: Amen. It will affect your destiny and attack your spiritual lineage. You had a beautiful spiritual lineage anointed by Samuel. Hallelujah. You had Jonathan, an anointed son. What a beautiful spiritual lineage all destroyed because of disobedience. Today, it's a warning to some people. There are things that I've told you to do. As a servant of the Lord over this church, and it is important for your own good that you obey it. Because it's there in the word. Don't teach me. Just obey it. otherwise a distressing spirit can you imagine distressing spirit a spear in his hand to kill told when you're disobey you want to kill people you want to attack the church you want to block the anointing a beautiful prophetic moment is happening and suddenly he's dancing and prophesying block the anointing Wants to steal the show. It's all because of a distressing spirit. How to get out if you are disobedient? Come under the atmosphere of worship. David played the harp and the distressing spirit left. Tonight, if you come under the worship of the Almighty God, the distressing spirit that came because of disobedience will leave your life. For Saul, it didn't go because he never obeyed. It was temporary deliverance. But Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's not temporary. God will deliver him from all. It's permanent. What should be your attitude during godly affliction? Psalm 119, 71. You have to read it every day. Psalm 119, what should be your attitude?
1: It is good for me that I have been afflicted. That I may learn your statutes. You have to say it's good that I've been afflicted.
0: That I will learn his statutes. God loves these afflictions to m- grow more in the Lord. To grow big more like him. To trust him and depend him upon more. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 3. He says we have appointed to go through it. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 3.
1: That no one should be shaken by these afflictions. For you, yourselves, know. That we are appointed for this. We are appointed.
0: To go through it. Amen. Nobody be shaken. Psalm 119, 15, David said. This is my comfort in my affliction. That his word has quickened me. He said, I found comfort in affliction. I don't need to be discomforted. Discouraged. That's why we are going to pray Fast and pray. We want to find amidst affliction. We want the Word to quicken us. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you will say that tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Bible says He has tried us in the furnace of affliction. He has given us the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. It is His Word. Why? So that you will not be comfortable sleeping on the bed. You will stand and, hallelujah, stand together and come on your knees and pray. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Our attitude should be, it's good Lord. But thank you. I learned, I'll, I'll get deeper into God's word. I'll get deeper into the anointing. Hallelujah, our attitude should be, I'll get deeper into the presence of God. I'll deeper in love, deeper into the fruit of the Spirit, deeper into the gifts of the Spirit. That's affliction for us, to go deeper. Now we come to the text where we read about the boy. is this type of affliction to attack you as a whole. There was a boy. Who was affected. He's affected. He can't see his future. No vision. He's always affected. He was a lunatic. The Bible says. Often falling into the fire. Often in problems. Often in water. Certain seasons. He goes after his own, own ways. That's what it says. The lunatic word comes lunar eclipse. Certain seasons. There's trouble at home. Some kind of problem at home. Some kind of bad news at home. It's not leaving. One problem after another. With the same boy. Now the father is affected. His future is affected. The father is affected. Family is affected. His family has got a bad name. Lunatic family. Who will give a girl to that boy? Family name has got bad. The father is alone. You don't see a mother in this picture. You're obviously all the thing you see the mother coming out. Here is father alone, feeling lonely. Father and mother are not apart, it's not together, they're apart. And more trouble. Disciples are all around. You're looking for little comfort, they can't cast it out. Because even the disciples are. Gone case. Gone case. Jesus said they had so much of unbelief. You faithless generation. (laughs) So you are around faithless, unbelieving people who look at you and say, I told you, you no. Like Job's friend. They came to comfort Job. The little comfort he had, he lost. You comfortless, miserable comforters, he said. more saddening thing. Jesus not to be seen. Praise the Lord. Can't feel Jesus. Can't feel His presence. That's a type of affliction that every person sometimes go through. Job said, I look to the right, I can't see. I look to the forward, I can't see. Backward, I, I can't see. I can't feel you. David, when he wrote this Psalm, he acted like a madman. He could not feel the Lord gone mad. The attack you as a whole. The Bible says, this type will only go with fasting and prayer. Praise the Lord. This type will only go with fasting and prayer. Jesus knew it. Although they didn't feel Jesus, Jesus came from the mountain. That's the key. That's the key. Here is Jesus coming from the mountain. Fasted, prayed, saw the face of God. He came down. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, come out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This type, it is to attack. Hallelujah. Your personal. Hallelujah. Time with God. This is to attack your life. This is to attack your personal commitment to God. your personal commitment to god is questioned but jesus will never leave you nor forsake you praise the lord he is praying for you hallelujah he's the lord who intercedes for you neither slumbers nor sleeps the bible says he has a word but is released through fasting and prayer Blessed be the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God will deliver him from all. We have to look to the cross tonight. He was afflicted and wounded. The Bible says. He took all your afflictions on the cross. Isaiah 54 says he was afflicted. Let's read it together tonight. Isaiah 54. Hallelujah. 53. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord
1: verse 3 onwards 3 to 6 he is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we did not esteem him surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. Amen. man was afflicted. Like a sheep sent to the shears. He went
0: for you and for me. To deliver you from all the afflictions. Tonight let's look to that Jesus. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. God will deliver him from all in Jesus name let's close our eyes and pray tonight hallelujah